<laughs> Show them your top. Show them your jersey. Show stand up. Stand up and show everyone the beautiful. Clap your hands. I do love this song. How good is this song? During process sixes, I would play this after every win. <laughs> oh. sixes. For those that are Movie new. <laughs> everybody. For those that are new, I'm a Sixers fan. I'm Nathan. This is Jack, my co-host. We're going to say that again after, but we have a bet. He's a Boston fan. I'm a Philly fan. Big rivals. And every time our teams play each other, uh, the winning, the losing team fan has to wear the jersey or some type of apparel from the the winning team. And uh, I'm miserable. <laughs> well, last time we played at the TD Garden, there was no messing around this time. I mean, there was. Joel. What happened? I can't even remember because it's that long ago because we haven't recorded in it like was three weeks. Happy New Year, Joel. Happy New Year. Mm. Merry Christmas. Mm. Happy holidays. Mm. Um. All of the above. It was just a bad game all around. Both teams were abysmal. I think I think Joel and then Embiid killed it down the stretch. Mm. We'll talk about Joel and his stupid uh, fadeaway on the baseline, getting double teams. Oh, <laughs> those those. Joel As you can tell, I'm, I'm over this game. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. Well, good news for you, JL, is that our teams are playing this weekend, Saturday our time, Friday night in Philly, um, so Boston, American time. I've got to tell you, Boston got no chance. What I will offer you quickly, though, before we get into the show is... So you're going to have to wear... We're actually recording two shows. That's a little bit of a secret that we just let you in on. Because I'm going on holidays next week. So we're recording two shows in this moment and then uploading the second one next week. But you... what I haven't even thought of this properly. <laughs> Hold on. So what am Some I Some things never of? change. <laughs> um, you are going to be wearing this top. No, no, okay. So, would you like to take that top off once we start recording today's second show? Or leave it on, and then if we win on the weekend, next time I see you in two weeks to record, you don't have to wear the Philly jersey. That's a risk. Like, you either, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking this off. <laughs> You're taking I'm it taking off. it off. Yeah, any chance? Okay. I will take the risk. All right. No, but the because if we win, no, the risk I think is to if Boston win, I want you to wear the Celtics jersey again. So yeah, yeah, and let's add that in. So if if Boston win on Saturday, which we will, we won't. If you leave it on, how, how I should have thought this through. Hold on. You're trying to give me like a double or nothing. Yeah, a bit of a double but or nothing. I'm going to say no regardless. I'm taking this off after this week's one and we're going clean slate. Whoever wins next week, loser dons the jersey. All right. So you're taking it off after this episode? 100%. All right. I love it. All right. Well, that's going to be an easy win for us on Saturday in Philly. Come on. You guys have been pretty bad. You've had some bad we're, losses. We're very average, <laughs> if not below, slightly below average. Welcome to the Bronx Cheer Basketball Show. I am your host, Nathan Callanan. I'm joined by my Philly fan, ah, Ben Simmons, up. jersey wearing co-host, Jack Leach. Mate, that is... I bought that for a reason. And I bought that like a season or half a season later because I wasn't too sure if I wanted a Ben jersey. You know, i got to tell you, you know, being from Melbourne and a Philly fan, I hate the whole, oh, you like the Sixers because of Ben. 
You gonna hit me with it quickly? You like the Sixers because of you like the Sixers because of Newlands <laughs> Noel. <laughs> um, anyway, and uh, like Taylor, my girlfriend, shout out. She always wants a shout she out. She is the biggest fan. She by a country mile. Well, I, something I don't know if you know. She's. I thought you were gonna finish that with. You know who the, she's the biggest fan of, and I gotta sort of contain her. She goes on about she's the biggest fan of Matisse Thibault, and she calls him the goat. And I say, you sound you sound uneducated when you say it. You know what I'm saying? I know no. you love him. She sounds great. <laughs> but he's not the goat. She goes on about how he's better than Embiid. And he's okay, better, well. He's better than LeBron. And well, I, at least she's having a crack. Yeah, well, she is. Anyway, she loves Matisse so much. Anyway, she was telling me a story once. She was in a store. She was going to buy me a Philly hat. And the guy, Melbourne, he's like, oh, oh he goes for Philly because of Ben Simmons. And she told him, no, he goes for Philly because of a Ben's, uh, Nolan's Noel draft story. She knows the story. So, shout out to you, Taylor. You have done so well for yourself. She's so much better than you are. Punching. Anyway, Jack, how are you, mate? Mate, I am good. Um, It's been a good New Year, good Christmas. Was Um, it really, though? You were... Were you... um, Yes, I was in isolation. Over New New Year's? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was fun. Um, We had had a big night that night. Jamie and I just <laughs> drinking our sorrows yep. as day day two of isolation mm. and then got up at 6.30 in the morning to go get a, another test just in case. Ah, that's it. So not a lot of fun was had, but could be worse. That's it. Um, the NBA is sort of getting a little bit, it's like, you know. It's on its way back. It's on its way back and good on them for, I mean, sorry. Some people, and I actually agree to an extent, uh, taking the approach of, oh, these players are going down with COVID, so we're just going to risk more people's health by throwing in 10 <laughs> days. I guess overall, that's not the good way to look at it. But we're truly in the middle time of the pandemic. And there's going to be some times where the big money corporations slash sports are just going to push through. Yeah. They're not going to stop. And we're truly in that, in my opinion, that middle part of the pandemic where it's just pushing through. And I tell you what, my first one of my first points here, Lance Stevenson has make, been make him dance, Lance. Fourteen assists. Rudy Gobert wasn't in that game in Doesn't Indiana, matter. but fourteen assists and the so poor of this season, Indiana Pacers beat the Jazz, who came to town, and they beat Brooklyn the game yeah. before that. He had yeah. twenty in the first quarter. Yeah. Did you see his fourteenth assist? No, I didn't. It was to um, Sabonis. Oh, wait, maybe of, I did. He sort of come off. And it was his classic lance. It was like a nice pass, fairly basic pass. It was basic, yeah. But a right hand just sort of picked it off and then just hand straight up, knees going <laughs> everywhere, just celebrating before he's even scored the basket. He's the most... He's one of the most exciting players yeah. to watch ever. Yeah. And that, that's ridiculous. Like, you've got like the Jordans, the LeBrons, the Currys, mm. the people that can turn a game out of nothing. And Lance Stevenson genuinely of like, Every player I've watched play, he's like top 10. Yeah. Most exciting players. Yeah. Something always happens, good or bad. God, I love Lance. Oh, man. I'm so happy he's back. And there's some in all sports, you know, but focusing on on basketball, you know, there's this classic scenario where a player goes to a bigger market or a different situation because they're doing well and it just, whatever reason, you know, you can get spiritual even. I'm happy for you to say spiritual reasons. It doesn't work out. Keep Lance in Indiana. You know, it looks like they're going to keep him after this 10-day. They did sign him. 
Yeah, they did. Year, they did. Um, and Rick Carlisle, I believe, was talking about you know how he's just changed the locker room and everything. Everyone loves energy. him. And let's not forget, I know you tipped them to do badly, but they've got some good players. So if they make a late run, that could be the story of the second half of the I season. I would love that. I don't see it happening, but mm. I'd love that. 14 assists. 14 assists. It's a good game. My gosh. That's Josh Giddy numbers. Is he, but is he a point He's not a point guard. Lance. Yeah, not no, really. He, just, no. he handles the ball, though. Yeah, he does. But he's not a point Unbelievable. Um, Clay Thompson, today, our time, returned after 941 days out, an Achilles and an ACL. What a story. Did you see any of this stuff? I caught about half the game today, mm. watching. How in, about the pump up? Did you see the pump up? Oh, it was ridiculous. Uh, see, Draymond? Started the game. Oh yes, that, he hasn't. That was the the biggest overreaction of all time. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not fit to play, but I want to start with Clay. Yeah, it's not like he died, but the Warriors are the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors that are the was everything else was like, yeah, fair enough. They're excited mm. for him, mm. and they're. I think part of the celebration is we know the hard work. And I think what it's because I mean I said that they're the Warriors. The Warriors are the Warriors, but Clay in particular. You know, if you had to rank their emotional. It's like Draymond and then Clay. And Steph is a you know, he's not like a boring guy, but Steph and then whatever. But Clay is, you know, you remember they're all NBA snubs and he was so livid. I know that affects their actual money, mm. but he he's always livid about being left out of this and left out of that. He's always so public about, you know he's just a very emotionally, you know, hard on his sleeve guy. And I think, you know, Draymond and Co wanted to really it sort of they rubbed did off it for him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, it was a bit of the whole start in the game. That was so over yeah. the top. And straight away, drawn a play out for him. Steph, um, what did they do? Something, something. Steph ran around. I don't know all the technical names. I think it was a pin down or something. Steph ran around the keys sort of to the corner three. And that just left a sort of pathway for Clay to just run around and do the, the floater. So, I was really happy. to. I like the Warriors. Personally, I know a lot of people didn't like them and don't like them, but I like If you watched basketball enough in 2016, you didn't like the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> and I still hold a grudge. Well, for what? Just how good they were. Oh, no. I, I, I liked them for I've never reason. seen a team. What they go? Seven, 73 and 9. Yeah. And I've never seen a team complain more after a loss than those, those nine games. And oh, Draymond yeah. was he and was they, insufferable and they all gave season long. Up, I think it was was it their last loss or their second last loss? I think it was second last loss to the child like Minnesota Timberwolves with It was their last. Andrew Wiggins wasn't their last in Memphis though. And then they beat Memphis at home to win it. I think. I remember Boston beat them because they were undefeated at home. Yeah. And Boston, Boston. beat them and yep. then Minnesota beat them the mm. game after. And there was one more after that. There was they? one more. It was Memphis, and then they beat Memphis at home. Um, to break the record, I remember watching that me- that in Minnesota game, and and I was because I was I was happy for him, man. You know, like as in like I like. Here's what I like. I you like, like history. History. I like history being made and watching the Warriors. Man, like I just this. I hated Dre one that season. I hated Clay Thompson. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're bloody oh. they're divas, and or they're you know very as you said they're very um spoiled brats, and they're all arrogant. Even Steve Kerr can get a bit arrogant, yeah. But just the way they played, and when when um there was one I think in the third quarter when Clay basically did the classic Clay, came off the a screen. Ah, oh, 
hit the three, and it just it didn't even t- touch the rim. Oh, I was like, well, I couldn't believe I'm back for, for his back. like the first basket he had was a like contested layup, and he sort of threw it up and got lucky. Um, but there was he moved, he moved quite well though, and I, yeah. that was what I was I thought he was going to be more corner three specialist running wing to wing, but. The dunk he had. Yeah. Got up. I reckon, and this is... And that, that meant a lot to him. Yeah. You know that that's what he wanted to do, was just come out there and show how healthy he was. Mm. And as soon as he saw that lane, there was no way he was going to lay that up. Yeah. Two seasons ago, or whenever, 2019 when he last played, that's a layup every single time. He's not wasting his energy. Yeah. But today, I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm yeah. going, <laughs> I'm going for it. And part of the point of Steve Kerr, you know, not wanting to bring him back for the bench, wanted mm. to start him, I reckon... You know, um, on the same note, Clay would have been like, I'm not coming back until I can dunk, for example. Or not not dunk. You probably could have dunked for a while until I can dunk. And the way he came back off the dunk, yeah, scary for someone who's just done their ACL and Achilles. Please. But that sort of, that confidence and that daringness sort of said to me, you know, like he's prepared himself to be... You know, he wants to try. I, I mean, I've never gone through one of those situations, obviously, but he wants to try and push the boundaries of, you know, the old narrative of mentally being too scared because you're not the same player because yeah. you're mentally... And, and that's so understandable. I can just imagine myself, and like we've seen in the history of all sports, big injuries, players mentally are more just not the same because they mm. just don't want to... They're just scared to test it. But... um. It was good. Well, I um, think the good thing about coming back from injury on a team that's so successful is they didn't have to rush him. They yeah. gave him like two or three, four months at more than other teams, you know, would have. Um, and you can you saw you saw that today. He was a hundred percent. There yeah. was no no doubt in his mind, no doubt in the the staff's mind that he was good to go. Yeah, imagine. Oh my gosh. So let's actually get straight on to that. Let's go straight to talking about Clay just a tiny bit more. How good of a Clay Thompson do the Warriors need to be outright favourites? We've sort of touched on this before, and we've touched on what type of favourites the Warriors are at the moment. Um, They're bloody close to it. I ask you that question, JL. Currently, right now, you'd say Brooklyn and Milwaukee pretty much neck and neck at the moment. Yeah. There's no one from the West that's giving me that if everything goes right, that they have it sort of thing. Mm. Um, just a step below them would be where I'd put like Utah Phoenix currently. Yeah. And then probably directly after that is where I'd have Golden State. Mm. Prior to Clay coming back. Okay. Adding in Clay into the mix, obviously depends on how healthy he truly is. But from what we saw today, if he comes back at like, you know, 90% of what he was, it puts up an efficient 18 to 20 points per game. It just, not, not only are they 18 to 20 points, it's the fact that it's, the ma- the way that he scores and in the manner he scores, you cannot leave him open for a split second. And it's already so hard enough with Steph running around screens yeah. to try and have, of your five defenders on the floor, four of them are watching him at a time, waiting for him to come to their part of the court and switch onto him. You add clay to that, and it adds so much more of a headache to it. So, if he can put up 20, they'll be right up there with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. For yeah. Mine. 
It's hard to sort. This has got to be one of the most even years in NBA history. It's good. I like and it. And like we thought we were getting that before Harden went to Kyrie. Uh, Harden went to Kyrie. Um, we'll mention Kyrie in a second, actually. But Harden went to Brooklyn. And now we're truly getting this injuries, vaccination, and COVID complications has just shake and Ben Simmons has shaken out the league to make it this such like even playing field. even playing field you've got to think that Milwaukee have got to be one of the favorites of course Brooklyn I can't write off however the home court advantage disadvantage is yeah, a big question mark they're actually they're actually pretty I'm, of course, but they're pretty lackluster without, in terms of championship aspirations without Kyrie. They didn't start the year well, but Harden found his rhythm while KD was out, and if he can, if he can continue that, yeah, they're still like at the top of the. Yeah, they're still, and especially because of the lower quality of everyone else, they're still one of the favorites. No, but they're not as for a team with as much star power as they have. Mm. They don't scare you as much as they should. Yeah, you're not like. It's not like LeBron, D-Wade and Bosch in Miami. Yeah. And you, that first year, even though they didn't win the championship, that first year everyone's like, why are we playing? Yeah. When when KD went to the Warriors, it was like, all right, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to win a first round series and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Brooklyn had that potential but haven't sort of fulfilled that. And it's got to do with like, okay, so obviously Kyrie being out. Mm. That's the biggest point. Joe Harris is not himself and now injured. So I guess if Joe Harris comes back, bees himself, they get the best out of Claxton somehow again, or the best out of Lamarcus Aldridge in the playoffs. This is what that's that's a yeah. bit of a questionable one. I think just Joel is just going to feast in that. Um, but yeah, it's it's even, you know. And the Kyrie thing is just unbelievable. So Kyrie Irving's back. He's back. Away games only. Away games only, or in the states only. It's only yeah, a certain states. Yeah, in the states that don't. Yeah, you can't go to. Toronto, yeah, can't play at home. He can play in California, yeah, but that's only because he's visiting. If, yeah. he, if he was like a home team, he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, so I mean, like, <laughs> what do they do? Do they sort of aim to not get home court? No, they still have to. Yeah, but it's a. What I would love to see. Imagine him playing like every second game in the NBA Finals. How how funny would it be if, say, say for example, Golden State makes it. Yeah. And then the Californian mayor, whatever it is, oh. set, <laughs> in, enforces a vaccine mandate. Governor of California. The governor, or that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, it'd make me so happy. I'd bloody do it. But anyway, so that's where their complications. I think that Milwaukee have a bit of a ceiling. As good as whatever's happening, and where's Brook Lopez? Has he got some very long-term injury? He must, because I don't think he's played this Just season. Or he's played like once. Pl- plug in your, your twin brother, and everything's all good. That's it. So, but like Middleton's been terrible this year mm. for his standards. Anyway, if he gets back to where he can be, where we you know he was playing in the playoffs last year, they're better than they were twelve months ago. Drew Holiday's been good, which yeah. has been good. Um, Giannis has been, of course, great. Um, it depends on how Murray... We already talked about it. It depends on how Jamal Murray comes back for the Nuggets. I know they got Michael Porter Jr. out, but if Jamal Murray comes back and is great, you got to... You know, this sort of starting lineup. I don't know if Jeff Green starts or whatever, but Jokic, Murray, 
Aaron Gordon. Um, is Will Barden starting these days? But anyway, he's got. They've got numbers. They've. You can never rule that team out. But it's a hard question to answer. This this whole championship this season is just amazing. It's a lot of fun. Mm, it's stressful. It is. But anyway, if Clay gets back to at least like seventy five percent of what he was, of course, of course, that elevates them. I just. I don't know. Something about the Warriors. You're scares, not sold. Yeah, scares me for their... Yeah. We're going to get to see. As I said to you that one time, and we'll have a big argument another time, I will say this many times. I don't think the Warriors win a championship if Love and Kyrie don't go down in 2015 and if KD didn't join 2017, 2018. I don't reckon they win any of them. Because you need... You know, you've talked about guards in the playoffs, but you need, I don't know. <laughs> we used to think before KD joined, mm. the Warriors were 73 and 9 mm. and had the biggest choke job of all time in the NBA Finals. Of course. Cleveland was so strong at the time. Yeah. If KD doesn't go there, it's pretty safe to assume the next probably like four finals. It mm. probably would have been like 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. Don't forget the Rockets. Were all going to be those teams, potentially Houston. They would have had at least five shots to the championship, four shots to the championship. Mm. If there's no injuries and KD doesn't join. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I still think no. You reckon they don't win a single one? No. They were so good. I know. 73 and 9. 73 and 9 and they couldn't do it. Because they had LeBron to have the best performance we've ever seen in the NBA Finals. Yeah, no, no, I know. But LeBron was there. LeBron on the other side keeps beating them, I reckon. Or the Rockets beat them. And that's I, not I me underrating them. I think them. they'd have at least one. And yeah, they, they I, did I get just, one prior to KD, and I reckon they would have had... I just... Anyway, that's in a whole... The whole KD thing's another thing, but I just think that you watch those sort of... The 2016, you know, the famous... It was the last three minutes. I've watched that a thousand times. Steph's not making... Can't make a bucket to save his own life, and he's the guy. That's just it. And that's my point with the whole KD thing. Steph doesn't make a bucket to save his own life. On the other end, LeBron keeps asking for Steph to go at him. And he doesn't keep, you know, they keep missing as well. But at the end of the day, LeBron blocks uh, Iguodala. Kyrie makes the shot. Warriors weren't good enough. Because I reckon if you had that those last three minutes mm-hmm. and played that sequence a hundred times, you'd, oh. you'd probably split the, you'd split it 50-50. That's how no, close no, not fifty-fifty. I'd give you some. I'd give you a lot, but only because Steph makes some. But le- like LeBron is better than Steph. We're yeah. getting into this too. We much. always do. We're getting into. Stop this bringing too it much. up. Stop the Warriors up. are great and they're awesome. I'm not going to go so stupidly to say they're like you know what was it the 2016 Hawks? What Hawks was that? The 14? 2015. 15 Hawks. I'm not going to say they're like the, the, the first iterations of the Bucks, you know, killing it, doing nothing. All these types of teams, killing it as a team and then doing nothing. I'm not going to go that far. However, it's something like that. The cohesive team stuff doesn't work in the last three minutes. No KD, no Love, no Kyrie going down. It doesn't work against the biggest of the boys. You know, ISO. It's all about ISO in that final moment. It is. It bloody is, mate. They wouldn't have won it without them, without KD. Anyway, we've just done. After we, we've just gone. Uh, anyway, so let's get back on top. Happens every time. 
the Warriors, I love them as I actually go on about. And Steph is my favorite player ever. But I just worry about that final moment. Same with Utah. The good thing is Donovan Mitchell's great. But same with Utah, same problem. Suns sort of have a similar problem. But I, I like I like Devin Booker and um, Chris Paul for those things. But you can probably rate them all in the same class in the final moments of Steph and Clay. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm a madman. You are. Anyway, um, that brings me back to as bad as AD has been for me this season and Westbrook's just been the worst. Did you see that shot today? I don't know if you saw this no. clip. He, he sort of dribbles up the ball and he's going to go for his classic bank in he shoots it and hits like the top of the backboard and he meant that oh my god i love westbrook on the lakers anyway um the 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 lakers have to be in the conversation the nuggets have to be in the conversation but the nuggets don't have to i think that they do no not this year if murray comes back not this year i reckon they do just because it's such a low year and the, the for me the the, the favourites have got to be the Nets. Yeah, that's a hard. It's 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 going to be there's going to be a lot of upsets in the playoffs this year. It's, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's hard to pick the bloody championship favourites at the moment. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about who's going to be who's the front runners for the MVP quickly, or do you want to get straight into our segment? MVP front runners. Yeah. Also, uh, Bismack Biombo is back. <laughs> Getting he's, busy. He's on the Suns. Answer me this. And he's, you know, started off playing a couple games well, um, you know, for a backup center. Surely you're taking Bismack Biombo over Frank the Tank. I just don't like Frank the Neither Tank. Neither do I. But he serves a purpose for for Phoenix because he's a, he's got a very unique skill set in the fact that he can do most things. Not very well, but you can. He's kind of like a... Um, a Mason Plumley, for example, remember when he was in Denver and they ran all their sets through Jokic, they could run the exact same sets at obviously a lesser efficiency with Plumley playing the passing big. Yeah. Having someone like Frank Tank is good in terms of if you need to stretch the floor, he's a good enough shooter where he does that. If you need to run plays through the high post, he's a good enough pass where he can do that. He's not going to take over games, but you can put him in a lot of different positions where... You can yeah. succeed if, you know, if someone else goes down. Bismack at the moment is playing a more vital role because they just need rebounding at the moment. Mm. But come playoff time, you, Bismack's not going to do a lot. You know who I forgot about that, and he's been playing well for them, filling the role, is JaVale, JaVale McGee. JaVale's been playing yeah. unbelievably well this year. It's probably his best season in the NBA, yeah. which is yeah hard to believe almost. Yeah, JaVale, it's good that good pickup to just anyone, in, in my opinion, in front of Frank the Tank. I couldn't believe, <laughs> that, I couldn't believe he got playoff minutes last season. Anyway, MVP frontrunners, Giannis, Jokic, LeBron, Joel, who is not currently on the basketball reference um, tracker, top 10, joking. Um, You've got to put in a few more weeks. He's, he's climbing up quickly. He's just had player, player of the month, and that yeah. doesn't matter. It's just that he's been doing but it now. Do, been doing it now since he came it, back from Give it COVID. two more weeks and he'll be top five. Yeah. Um, so for me, Joel... Um, Giannis, Jokic, DeMar DeRozan. No. DeMar's been a great story. Hold it's a feel-good story, but no. You know, these people behind this camera and on TikTok are obsessed with DeMar at the moment. This is, he's the craze. 
Is anyone? Is everyone forgetting <laughs> the Trash Bros? <laughs> what we've seen so many times. Oh man, he is okay. It's a funny one because Demar Derozan is a very interesting player to analyze. Terrible on team defense. Terrible on individual defense. Pretty damn great on offense. Doesn't really turn over the ball. And their sort of defense at Chicago is doing actually all right in terms of rating. Just because they don't really give up the ball. And their sort of, um, what is it, transition defense is... They're just not giving up the ball. They've got... Levine, Levine's not great, but he's better than people oh, give him credit he, for. Oh, he's bad. I think he's better than people give him credit for. In mm. terms of... I mean, defensive numbers are so hard to read anyway, but... Lonzo... Is fantastic defensively. Mm. So is Caruso. Caruso is fantastic. Mm. He's just, he hounds people. Um, Vooch is decent. He gets a, I big white players just automatically get labeled as bad defenders. Mm. Don't know why, but Vooch is all right. Mm. They're, they've got, they're a solid team of just everyone's an average defender. And that's actually good enough in the NBA because they don't have a weakness that pe- the teams can just, all right, we're going to ISO and go for him. Mm. Everyone can hold their own enough to run a defensive scheme where it's just funnel to the middle and then get your hands in the way. Yeah. See, I I, I sort of totally disagree <laughs> because I think that you can go right at DeMar, right at Levine, if you're Giannis, KD... Well, if you're the best, <laughs> if you're the best know, offensive I know, players... I know, but for all these people that are getting so excited about DeMar's MVP season and the Bulls, this is what I'm trying... This is sort of what they're I'm the, actually... This is where the I'm coming good from. Story. People love this them. is what I'm coming from. Uh, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of young sort of people on TikTok, but there's just this feeling around the internet at the moment that more so... The Bulls, but more so DeMar, is just untouchable at the moment. It's just... And especially, I think I've already said this, we've played them twice early in the start of the season and we basically had not our whole team in because of COVID and we beat them home and away. And I just can't take them seriously after that. <laughs> They're better than you think they are. No, no, no. They are good. But I don't want anyone they, to forget they won about them. N- nine in a row at the moment? Something they lost like today. Oh, did they? Yeah, they lost today oh, wow. to Doncic and co. Um, Luca's been letting us down, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, but he hasn't played. But he has been letting us down. But anyway, who would you give the MVP to right now? It's so hard because... I got, I know who you're going to say. There's two. Mm. And you know both of them, I reckon. Yeah, no, I think I, I know one that you're going to say. The MVP is stupid in terms of it goes to the best player on the best team. Mm. In terms of who's playing the best basketball right now... I know who you're going to say. <laughs> like you've just built it yeah, up to... there's two. Yeah, and I'd probably this. Pro- actually, I just said this in. There's three. I reckon that for me right now, mm. there's three players that are by far not by far, but like in a tier of their own currently, and that's LeBron, Jokic, and um, Giannis. Giannis. Which would leave the award going to Giannis at the moment. Yeah, but I can't see voters giving him his third MVP. Mm. Which then leaves it open. LeBron's not going to win it with his team record. Jokic isn't going to win with his team record. So the voting going to be weird this year in terms of third, fourth, and fifth place votes, I think, will matter. Unless, obviously, the narrative ones. It comes to the point of the season. Yeah. They they pick two players, and that's the debate for the last month, and it's always one of the two. But if it was right now, there's like Durant would be up there. Yeah. 
in maybe a month's time, Embiid would be up there. He just hasn't played enough currently to... Steph to until it. like Steph until, last until, yeah. fortnight. It's so close at the moment. But I think the three that I mentioned are doing mm. the most on the court. It's like the whole championship sort of favourites thing. It's um, even playing field everywhere. It's hard not to look at like... Yeah, they're the, they're the three front runners, definitely. It's hard not to look at um, Jokic and LeBron. You know, because they're just playing so well, especially LeBron. How good's LeBron? He shouldn't be doing this. I, I love, you know, I'm just naturally, a, you know, my respect comes more when your team shit. Or more so in this sort of scenario. You know, like, I think my favourite finals performance is that 50-point J.R. Smith game. Oh. <laughs> and this season, and I'm publicly a hater of the Lakers this season I, I just can't believe how good LeBron looks as in how amazing he looks compared to the rest of his team it may it sticks out like a sore thumb when <laughs> you're playing with Wayne Ellington yeah and <laughs> oh anyway but yeah even that's bloody hard to pick I couldn't award it right now I don't know it's too tough Durant would be up there Durant yeah Durant would be up there Curry would be up there um, and then people make the argument. You know, you have to make the argument, as you said, the way the award is given for DeRozan, to be quite honest. They're like 26 and 11. There's no way DeRozan wins it. Especially because <laughs> he'd split votes with Zach Levine anyway. They are, they, mm. Their stats are pretty much identical to each yeah. other. Did you see the two buzzer beater threes yeah. in a row? Yeah. Two that games was fun. Back-to-back nights. I'm telling you, he could win it because of narratives and stuff like... And it's not just narratives. If they end up with the top two record and he keeps blah, blah... Uh, what's his name? Is it Billy Donovan there? Is it, yeah, it is Billy Donovan. Is Billy Donovan win Coach of the Year? Nah, it's not happening. Oh, he'll win Coach of the Year, though. you got to say that. Spo's got, got to win it. No. For what he's doing in Miami with the team he has... I know, but the narratives... Spolster has never won one. Yeah, but Bulls coming to if if they finish like top no, three, this is the year I think the narrative is going to be how Spolstra never won one. He's deserved like five. Look what he's doing this year. This mm. will be the this will be the year for him. Okay. Well, yeah, my pick is Billy Donovan because it's just the narratives. Let's get into this week's segment, JL. It is one we've done before. It's called Start Bench Cut. Last time we did these, we got absolutely murdered on TikTok for our Rudy Gay disrespect and our uh, Andre Iguodala... Rudy Gay's not that good. <laughs> our Andre Iguodala too much respect. Our, and um, Yeah, and Jeremy Grant too much respect. But let's get into it. I'll go first. Go for it. All right. Start bench cut. Evan Fournier... Ten threes was that a was that a, a Madison Square Garden record ten threes or was it just maybe a Knicks know. record? Could be both. Yeah, I, I know Steph had one of his career highs. He had fifty four there. there. Yeah, in twenty fourteen, mm. twenty fifteen. Was it fun to you for you to see um, <laughs> them beat you and then two days later you went back to the TD Garden? It was sm- nice. Smacked them by twenty. It was a nice little revenge, but I cared more about the first one. Yeah. The, the buzzer beater hurts. Yeah, it Even does. Even Fournier sucks. R- RJ Barrett. Well, Banker, yeah. yeah. Rubbish. Well defended too. Disgusting. Just rubbish. Anyway, Evan Fournier, Paddy Mills, Seth Curry. This season, mm-hmm. I'm starting Paddy Mills. Mm. Not by a lot. 
Actually, hold off, hold off. Not just this season. Give me an all round. Like a a the, two a two the, three year sort of the play, uh, Well, just like the player that they are. I know it's hard not to go this season, but the player that they are at their best, their best average. Well, I, that's the hard bit because we haven't seen Paddy with the ultimate green light like he has now. Yeah. Seth Curry, I think, is in the role that Paddy's in now, where we've seen him for the last two seasons be like, all right, this is your role, play it. I think if Paddy was in that, if Paddy was playing Seth Curry's role for Philadelphia, yeah, they're almost identical players, I reckon. Mm. Um, Good one by me. It was. Mm. David Fournier, Fournier one was a hard one. There was, I was going to do Devontae Graham, but I feel like it's too early. Um, Fournier, he's hard because he's fallen off a cliff. Mm. He's averaging 12 points per game this year and not a good 12 either. Whereas Paddy's probably averaging about 12, but it's timely points and it's efficient points. Given the way he's fallen off a cliff, I'm, I'm cutting him, mm-hmm. but I'm taking him two years ago over the other two easily. Yeah. But if I'm going a, you know, a two, three year sample. But, I'm, but I am going at their best. At, so at their make best, sure. At their best, Fournier, you start. Okay. Because I'm going to put that in the on the thing at their best. And for our YouTube and audio listeners, you're hearing it here. But on TikTok, it will say in their prime or at their best. Well, then it has to be Fournier. Mm-hmm. Then I'm benching Seth Curry. Mm, Jesus. Only just. Whoa. Oh, no. But can I, impl- can I include Olympics, <laughs> Paddy? Yeah. Oh, if it's Olympics as well. Yeah. Olympics party's done, done enough to get the bench spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. That, I mean... Because that's how I know... That's why I know that, like, he'd never had this green light that like I mentioned, but you always knew he was capable of it because you'd see him play for Australia and dominate. Yeah. So, if I'm allowed to include that in it, then by all means, he'd almost be starting because... Yeah. For me, it's... um uh, And I know in France and in Orlando, Fournier was has been good. But for me, it's Paddy, Fournier, and Seth. How many years did Fournier average over 20? Or over 18? I reckon he had like four years at 18 points per game. I don't, I'm not sure about that, but that, I don't... Come on. So like, it was in Orlando. Yeah, he hasn't done anything on a, on a meaningful <laughs> team. But he, he's been a good player for his career. Like, you watch those games. You know, there was many Orlando games I checked out just to see how good he was. All right, so he points per game. This is from five six from <laughs> from twenty sixteen. Fifteen point four, seventeen point two, seventeen point eight, fifteen point one, eighteen point five, seventeen point one was when he got traded midway through mm. the year to Boston. Yeah, Seth Curry is definitely the third of these three. He looks great next to Joel, but he's definitely the third of these three. I just reckon, especially including Olympics. If you can Paddy. include Olympics. Oh. I think if if Paddy was playing in Orlando at Fournier's role, yeah. Paddy would have been just as good. Mm. Seth Curry's definitely the least talented of the three. Yeah. But he's probably the best shooter just in a you know, in a vacuum, just shooting the ball. Mm. And that's why he's thriving in Philly, because he's with I would go I would, top two I, big men. Especially the, the way Paddy's going this season. I would I would maybe go Paddy best shooter. As good as Seth's numbers are and you know what the thing about Seth is? He never shoots the ball when he doesn't think it's going to go in. Never. Mm. He doesn't shoot... It. Which is a good skill to have. It is good. 
doesn't, but, you know, it's not averages. For, isn't exam- it? for example, it's not great for us, a team that needs shooting. Um, he, if he doesn't think he's going to make it, he'll most likely duck in for a long two. You know, or if he, he just doesn't shoot it. That's why his percentage is so high. But he does shoot it. It's, 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 that sounds pretty harsh. But if you just watch the games, you'd think, why isn't he shooting it more? He loves you know, an open three. And he's also very slow. He's slow for a, a run-around screen guy, got to be honest. That was a good one. That was a good one. I don't know what my answer is. You go. I'm putting yours down. Oh, I'm, I'll be snipping you saying... Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> I'll be putting uh, snipping and you putting down saying you, Fournier, Mills, I think. I don't know. Or do you want to quickly say one final? Prime Fournier. Mm-hmm. Then Paddy. Yeah. And then Seth. And then Seth. As good as Seth's been, that's it. That's the one. Okay. Which which order do I want to do mine in? <laughs> I'll start with some that are in the news. <laughs> Darren Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, or Ben Simmons? Darren Fox, is this what this... Um, a Philly... What I saw, at least. A Philly very notable uh, beat writer or Philly reporter... Kyle Newbeck, I believe it was, has now reported that the Kings are willing to trade Darren Fox, but Sixers are like, we don't necessarily want him. If mm. it's going to happen, it's going to be a three-team deal. Anyway. Um, and then I put in Halliburton and Fox because Sacramento have made the choice. They're keeping one and getting rid of the other. Yeah. Um. So, so all prime. All peak going forward. This is a, if you're in the, if you're these teams now, <laughs> going forward, uh, who are you who are you siding with? Going forward, ah, oh, that's hard because we can't see Darren Fox in the playoffs because Ben's fall down is in the playoffs. But I can't see. I don't have a vision in my mind of what Darren Fox looks like in the playoffs. And he just, this, this past, like, I don't know, 12 months, he just looks sort of, just sort of looks like he's ready to leave. Yeah. Which I would be too if I was playing <laughs> with Sacramento. Moving forward, I, I gotta say, Ben Simmons, start. Um, bench, Halliburton, and cut my Kentucky boy, Darren Fox. You're with me. I don't know. I have no idea about this one. I think if I'm Sacramento, I'm choosing Halliburton over Fox, but I think Fox is the better player. But I think you get a better return for Fox. And Halliburton's one of those players where everything works with him. Whereas Fox is like, you need to, you need to find a big man that can mm. shoot and you need to find this and this. Whereas Halliburton, you can put him in any lineup and you've got someone that makes the right pass and can shoot from outside, can score inside. Not as good as Fox, but doesn't have a weakness like Fox does, for example. Yeah. If I'm anyone else, I'd probably take Simmons. As I say this, wearing the most disgusting jersey <laughs> of all time. Um, you look good in it, mate. I do. <laughs> the camera's doing some favours. Um, if I'm anyone else, I'd probably go Simmons first. Fox second and cut Halliburton. I think Halliburton is the worst of the three players. Right now, yes, but Halliburton's young. He is young. He's going to get, you said going forward, he's going to get yeah. better. 
I don't think he's going to get better than Fox is right now, though. Yeah, but I, I think though he'd be a. Uh, if you've got a, if you've already got a, like you know a pretty sound team, he'd slide into any team, and that's where I think he's mm. going to use best value. Is that he can do almost anything on the court. He's a good defender for a young guy. He's a good passer, good shooter from outside. But he's not going to win you playoff games off his own bat. Whereas someone like Fox, who I don't know what he would do, like you know, in a high pressure situation where defenses are honing in on him. Mm. But he's someone that can score 30 in a game and take over. Yeah, I changed my mind, actually. You're right. I changed <laughs> take my back. I was, I, was, I was too much soaked up in the going forward and how Fox is, um, Fox is you know, disinterested at the moment. You can still get your 22. and. But I want to say that if Halliburton ends up better than Fox, you owe me a... What do you owe me? <laughs> yeah. I'll buy you a Guinness. Buy me a Guinness, all right? Because I'm taking that one back. Good one. That was a tough one. All right, next one. Ennis Freedom. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Ennis Freedom, Hassan Whiteside, and Andre Drummond. I really hope you're going to go for the players that change their name and like <laughs> Ennis Freedom, Metal World Peace. Oh. Who was it? Freedom, Whiteside, and Drummond. Drummond. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And let's go, what, do you want to do, you choose, you want to do right now or at their best right, average? Right now. Okay, right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. So, uh, and uh, a two-year sample size. That's right yeah, now yeah, in my mind. Yeah. A bit of history, a bit of right now. Mm. Um, Jesus. Hassan Whiteside and Drummond. What about Freedom? Is he, <laughs> I'm not saying his name. Is, is Freedom the starting centre when your centre's out? No, we play, we play small ball. <laughs> Because when we go Grant Williams when, over freedom, when Embiid's out, when um, Rudy Gobert's out, uh, Sam Whiteside is sneakily a good plug I'm for Rudy Gobert. I'm cutting Enos Freedom. Offensively, he's the best of the lot. Yeah, of course. But I have never seen someone with cement feet. <laughs> I can't him. believe you know watching Andre Drummond up close and personal with the Sixers this season. I can't believe how bad he is finishing with around the rim. You're there. You're he's, right there. He is a monster. He he's right there. I'm, I'm mostly talking about layups. Yeah. You th- you're right there. <laughs> His standing reach is like nine foot six. How the are you ring so is bad ten finishing foot around the rim? Of course he's had some good moments, but I just can't believe the amount of poor finishing. Of course he's a great rebounder. He's I don't know if he's gotten better this season, but he's just really been a good passer. Yeah, Drummond. I've seen footage, but. But he's been passing well, well. I think he's always been a decent passer. He just never wanted to. Yeah. He's the he's arguably the most stat hungry I've ever seen any player. <laughs> Watching oh, him in Detroit. There's another guy. I know who you're going to say. Yeah, of course. But at least he tried to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. Drummond in Detroit would not box out ever. It was just chase after yeah. rebound, rebound. Would never pass or would try and score. That's all he would do. Mm. Um, for that, I'm going to bench him. Because yeah, he's been shit his whole career. Oh my god, I can't believe who you're about to start. Especially I'm going to start Whiteside because of what you think about him. And I, you know how much I hate. Yeah, him. Hate Whiteside. I, hate I can't Whiteside. believe this. But I have no respect for the other what two. What reality am I in? <laughs> At least Whiteside can make an impact defensively. Mm. And he's tall enough where, and he doesn't miss layups. But he's also an idiot. 
Yeah, he is. But he doesn't miss layups. And I like when centers don't miss layups. Like, <laughs> he, he jumps up and he dunks it. Mm. He doesn't miss them. So despite all his flaws and how block hungry he is and how he just does not pass the ball, spacing-wise, everyone talks about three-point spacing, but his vertical spacing is that you always need a body on him because he's such an easy alley-oop target. He's impactful enough defensively because he just flies for every single block. If you can dump off pass, you'll get him 100%. Yeah. But if it's one-on-one at the rim, he's going to contest it. And that's enough for me to put him above the other two. I've got to go Drummond first. Um, Hassan Whiteside second. Cantor third. But you know what? It's close. And even Cantor's close because his offense, while that's not as important in the playoffs... In just in terms of who they are, none of them are important in the playoffs. You know, maybe they've all been cut how many times <laughs> in their career? What it, I don't get though, how does can't oh, freedom? I should say, how his footwork on offense is so good. Mm. Like some of the best post moves in modern NBA, mm. but his feet on defense do not move. You know when um, Al Horford stuffs a, a, a layup or he stuffs something up and he does, he's, he's like he's seventy years old. He does a clap. Have you ever seen him do that? Ah. Could you imagine, like, he's good. Could you imagine if Ennis Freedom did that annoying little clap every time he, he <laughs> uh, someone blew by him on a layup? How much would you just want to kill him? I already do. <laughs> Boston fan. Don't remember. I uh, Don't forget. It's tough. And how's about the love affair between Portland and Boston about just keep bringing him back? Isn't it the second stint at Boston yeah. as well? Wow. We couldn't get anyone else. <laughs> good on you. <laughs> good on you guys. All right, what do there I got go. for you? What have I got for you? I'll do another fun one. I'm in a fun mood. Mm. Dwight Howard. And this is right now, by the way. Yeah. Actually, we may we well go prime for this one. We can do both. We'll do a quick one for both. Okay. Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this show? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's your fun one. All right, Dwight Howard, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, DeMarcus Cousins. DeAndre Jordan, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, the, uh, the, prime, the prime should be easy. Dwight Howard's first prime. Yes? Confirm. Yes. Of course. Not by a lot, though. Prime boogie for those year and a half was unbelievable. But it didn't last long, the prime, so... Yeah, um... Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard prime first. Boogie second, yes. And then, yeah. And then DeAndre Jordan third because DeAndre Jordan doesn't have as uh, much in his bag. Sorry. No. Um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Fuck. Personally, I would go... Fuck, I'd go the same order. <laughs> I'd yeah, go the same, same order. What I can't believe, though, is I'd do the same order as well. Dwight, Boogie, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. But how do the first and last keep getting guaranteed contracts? Well, Dwight didn't for a while, but he has the last three seasons now. Mm. Whereas Boogie, I know he's got his injury issues, but he put up like 19, 4 and 4 the other day. Yeah. I, I It confuses me, the Boogie and thing. I, not that I think that he's... Good by any means, because he's going to break down constantly. But 
you would think that he deserves a at mm. least a contract in the league that's guaranteed and be on a team for a full yeah. season. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't. Quite the injuries understand. must be worse than we see yeah. because I don't, I don't quite even in that even in that Warriors finals when he came back against Toronto, while there was such such big flaws, there was some all right parts mm. to his game when Clay went down. You know, and it was it was just maybe it was only for a game or two yeah. or whatever. Or when KD went down, it was only for a game or two, whatever. But I don't know. I don't understand it either. Yeah, he, he had a good game with Milwaukee the other day and mm. got cut. Yeah, Dwight, going Dwight keeps getting contracts because Philly like a backup. He's he you know he's gone to the right places, and the Lakers are stupid. Mm. This Lakers um, front office. Front office is a bit silly at the moment. Um, and I've got to be honest, it's a lot of LeBron. LeBron's choices. Um, surely LeBron would be wishing he had Kuzma back over. Um, 22 rebounds today. 22 rebounds? Yeah, 27 and 22 today. I said it. So out of the season, I'd have KCP. I did say I'd have KCP over Westbrook. I'd have KCP, Harrell and Kuzma over Westbrook. Personally, do with that what you want, Westbrook fans. Next one. There's not many of them left. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, JL. Jamal Crawford, Sweet Lou Williams, and Sean Livingston. Oh, Sean Livingston. Mm. Oh, because I was thinking about doing one like this as well. Yeah. And I was going to do Jamal Crawford, Lou Will, and who was my third one going to be? There was always someone else. Montrez? No. Recent? Yeah. Not that recent, though. Which team? I don't know. In my head, there's always been someone else like Lou Will, just a bench scorer, that would come in. Mm. That just shows where I am today. Post-COVID brain. You know it'll come to you. Um, Okay, so it was Lou Will, Jamal Crawford... And yes, and um, Sean Livingston. Mm. Has Jamal Crawford even officially retired yet? How hasn't he? I gotten, think so. How hasn't he gotten a yeah, call you'd up? Think he Give would. him a call up, mate. Lo- J crossover. He was one of my favourite players. Oh, ever. of course. I would study his dribble moves and do them in the backyard. Most um, surely, this is, I'm not wrong in saying this. The most four point players ever. Yep. Yeah. Um, three six man of the years. Mm. Didn't deserve one of them. Taj Gibson got robbed 2017, I reckon. Um, starting, is this, I'm guessing, prime? Yeah. Well, it has to be prime there. <laughs> They're not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, right now. <laughs> Jamal Crawford. Lou Williams' prime was better than Sean Livingston's. Yes. Sean Livingston was better at the tail end of his career where you could that's right. For the Warriors, he was fantastic. But Prime would go to Lou Williams. Yeah. I would say that Sean Livingston was, the, his was first, the best defender yeah. out of the three of them. Sean Livingston probably had the best Prime almost because of his first few years. Um, the best defender out of the three of them. That's what I would say. But I've got the same rankings. Oh, my memory's not as good as I thought it was. I thought he had... I thought he started really well. Um, I thought it was going to be like a... Um, you have another mental break. Um, Lots of cutting for me. That's all right. Lovely. I love it. Um, who's the bloke that I'm thinking of? I don't know. Played for Detroit in the late 90s, Grant. 
Hill. Hull? Grant Hill. Grant, Grant Hill. Hill. Um, I don't know how I'm forgetting so many names today. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I remember Sean Livingston's career like Grant Hill's where injuries ruined it, but no, Sean Livingston wasn't very good prior to that knee injury. Um, so, yeah, go crossover. Um, Lou Williams and then Sean Livingston. But Sean Livingston playing for Golden State, that mid-range turnaround that he had, unstoppable. Yeah. I loved Esther. That 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 seventy three and nine team, I think it was with him, Barbosa, Mo Spates. Mo Spates. Um, was there another one? They was, had, they got David West a year after. David West was yeah the year after with like yeah, um, Barbosa and Spates. Was there another guy? Uh, Elise something. Or was that Barbosa's first name? Leandro Barbosa. There was a EC something. <laughs> I have no idea what you're trying to say. Anyway, um, um, anyway, yeah, they all just had their roles. Yeah, yeah, great team, great depth. Mm. Not not good for a winning a championship though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had the same order: Crawford, Lou Williams, Sean Livingston. Jamal Crawford was so much fun. Mm. So that was Lou Will, sweet sweet Lou. Okay, I've got two more for you. Lemon pepper Lou. Do you want a good one or a stupid one? Better do a good one. We've done a lot of stupid ones today. Yeah. Devin Booker. Donovan Mitchell. I was gonna do I was gonna do like this exact one. Jason yeah. Tatum. Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Um for me it's Devin Booker. People are going to be pissed off at this one. A lot of people like Donovan Mitchell. For me, it's Devin Booker. I feel like a lot of people don't care about him. I feel nah. like he's very neutral. I reckon a lot of people do from what we've seen on the comments. For me, it's Devin Booker. Oh, I'm scared. They've all got flaws. They've all got bloody flaws. Um, I think I have to go Devin Booker. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. That's my one. I'm torn on this one too. This is hard. These are hard. I think this these this little group of players, they're all hard. This Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker yeah. group. That Paul George is above. I think from what from what we've seen <laughs> in their careers, I think Tatum's shown that he can be the best, mm. but he's also by far the worst as well. Yeah, like he's he's got the bit the most fluctuation of highest game. highs, lowest yeah. lows. Yes, I think I'd put Mitchell above Booker. I think many would, but I like I'm not really even confident in my own opinion on that. Yeah, um, and that's you know we're talking three fifty point playoff games in his career already. Maybe two is it? It was two. Mm. Um, so I think I'd go start. Mitchell, then right now I'm benching Booker, cutting Tatum. Yeah. Right but, now Tatum's on a bit of a bad run. But if I'm going forward, I'd probably cut Booker and bench Tatum because I think Tatum still has a greater potential to be a top five guy in the league. Whereas I don't, I think Booker's going to be that 10 to 12 range. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Booker definitely has, as you're saying, Booker has the most, um, what is it about him? 
He's just got the most simple game. He's, so, of, he's so consistent. He gets the job yeah, done. But he's got the, he's very simple out of these three. You know, Tatum's probably the best defender here, like of course. Um, Mitchell is probably the most daring and ferocious. You when know, he's on. Those type of adjectives. And he's got the most difficult offensive game to stop, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, whereas Booker is just a, a silky... He just gets the job done. Just gets the job done. A great shooter, great offen- a great great scorer. He's a good scorer. Yeah. That's what Devin Booker is. You know, he had to try and learn to, to facilitate because they didn't really have a point guard for many years. But really, he's just a good, smooth scorer. But I, Tatum, can, Tatum can be a good smooth scorer. T- Mitchell can be a good smooth scorer and more. But in saying that, I, as we've talked about before, my view on Donovan Mitchell is, is just something about something about it. He's playing for Utah. Him if he, was, the, pl- if he yeah. was playing for LA or Boston or New York, mm. he'd be MVP candidate. Yeah, him on the Jazz. Him and the Jazz as a, as a whole and the Rudy thing. They don't sell. It's just something about it. Something about it just, I won't believe it until I see it type thing. Wow. Next one. We made it. That's it, isn't it? No. That was four each. That was th- I've done three. Oh, what? Yeah. How many have I got to go? I've done three. You've got, you said you had two more, so that's your third. No, I've, I did five though. Oh, okay. I'll give you the last one because we've got to get on to the next episode. All right. Fifth one. You've done four. I've done three. Really? Yeah. How did I do two in a row at some point? Oh no, I went first. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You went first. Evan, Fournier, so Evan, Seth. Yeah. Freedom, Jamal Crawford. That's all you've done. That's all I've done. What yeah. have you done? Katie, Jokic, Giannis. Booker, Mitchell, Tatum. We haven't done Katie, Jokic, Giannis. Oh, didn't I do that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's because we spoke about it earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably skipped it. Let's do, just, you want, let's do you want to do that one? We can if you want. It's better than my other one. Okay. <laughs> We can. Okay. Oh, Kev- and hold on. It's my turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it after mine. In respect to the return of the great Clay Thompson, you know, got to be on the turp, up with the times. Clay Thompson, Joe Harris, and JJ Reddick, all at their best. Clay, JJ, Joe. Yes, is the correct order. Boom. That That's was- it. Easy, Easy one. Don't I just have wanted to... to have a nice time talking about Clay. It is Clay. He is the best catch and shoot player ever. Um, yep. And he's a great defender. He's amazing. Um, JJ Reddick should not be underrated. He's a, he had a very good career. Yes. He's someone, his yes. size, his mm. athleticism. Mm-hmm. What a career. Um, as an offensive player, targeted by <laughs> targeted by a, tur- Brad, a turnstile on defense by Brad Stevens and Marcus Smart. But anyway, um, and Joe Harris, I know he's only thirty, but unfortunately, yeah, you got to be at the bottom here. Yeah, he yeah. made a nice career for himself though. You remember he was in Cleveland when LeBron was there and got cut. Mm. He's done all right since then. Yep, I probably shouldn't have put him there, but. The thing about Clay is, you know, and I mentioned to this to you off the pod, it's like, we do we go Clay and then like Ray Allen? You know what I'm saying? It's like, so I just thought we'll make Clay the winner Jesus, here. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Have you not seen that? Not Jesus. Um, What's the movie called? Ray Allen's in a movie with Denzel Washington. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. And his name's Jesus Shuttlesworth. Shuttlesworth. Is it a training day? 
That's a movie. That's a famous no, it's, movie. It's um, like Ray Allen's the main character. <laughs> and it's actually a very good mo- movie. Oh. Ray Allen movie. How am I forgetting this? He got game. He got game. Yeah. It's, so it's about Denzel Washington. Yeah. And he's got out of prison and Ray Allen's his son. Okay. And he's going to college and getting all these scholarships or offers and whatnot and tries to cut ties with his father who was in prison. Mm-hmm. And very, very good movie. Okay. I'll check it out. I recommend it. Go on. Okay. Last one. Last one. Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. Giannis Adetokounmpo. We've already spoken about it. It's impossible. It's not impossible. KD first. Easy for me. Those next two are the hard ones. I, when you said Kevin Durant, I was going to be like, yep, first. <sighs> because of Giannis's 50-point game, I'm going to put his second. You, When we did our one-team one team player, best one-team player, Liz, you said it rightly. Um, I think I put Jokic over Giannis. Um, you said it right when you said you've got to give him the respect because of that game six. Was it game five? Game six. Game six. To put Giannis over Jokic for now until further notice. So that's the order. It's KD, Giannis, Jokic. I think I'd do the same. Mm-hmm. I would. I am doing the same. But I can see crazily. Don't. Don't go anyone before KD. No, I can see in the next year or two, mm. KD's behind the two of them. He's going to... Yeah. I mean, age is obviously in his injury history, but... He'd have to decline. I, th- I think... I don't think they anything are, they can do can overtake him. I'll say it like that. They He'd have to decline. Yeah. I think, though, they are closing the gap quickly. Just by the current play. Obviously, KD's yes, got the... Um, but he'd still have he's to decline. He's got the resume, which is obviously sort of hard to... You know, to overtake that resume, and I don't think they will. But in terms mm. of what the other two are doing this season, only they are playing very, very close to. They're him. amazing. Like their basketball has been as good as Kevin Durant's. It's yeah. just that we know well, what KD can do. They're amazing, but when it comes down to it, yeah, and that's the thing because we, we know what KD can that's do. Right. He would have to decline for any changes in his in his rankings in yeah. the NBA for me. Which is, for me, right now, he's the best player in the NBA. Okay, JL, that was a long one. We're about Always to record is. again. I believe you're going to take <laughs> that one off. Rip this off <laughs> um, I didn't say it at the start of the show, so that's silly me, but I'll say it right now. If you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button and notifications bell on YouTube or hit the subscribe or follow button, whatever podcast app you're listening on. Um, I'll... I mean, we're going to talk in a, in a second, but... <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week, but Boston Philly coming up this week, so... Good luck. Yeah. No, we're going we're gonna to kill Marcus this. Smart's dropping 40. <laughs> we're going to kill this. Look out for Marcus Smart dropping 40 <laughs> at the uh, Wells Fargo Centre this weekend.